On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we chat with the Dogs Academy product, tearing it up to start the U.S. college season, and we continue our 1 through 9 Academy profiles with an Edmonton school. Hello and welcome to Alberta Dugout Stories Podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Let's get right into this week's episode. The college baseball season stateside is well underway now. If you've been following us on Twitter, you'll know the Alberta talent taking part has been on fire. One of those guys is Calgary's Clayton Keys. The Dogs Academy product has been an extra bases machine for Central Arizona. The six foot, 205 pound outfielder has been on the radar for a while after being drafted by Toronto in the 17th round of the 2016 draft, then the 15th round by Arizona the following year. He's back in the spotlight again this year as one of Canada's top draft eligible players but he's taking none of it for granted this time around with the end goal of signing his first pro deal. We caught up with him over the last week or so after one of his games was cancelled by the weather. Clayton, first off, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's uh, shaping up to be a pretty darn good year for yourself. And I mean, you started off real hot right off the bat. Uh, talk about your mindset going into this season. Are you looking to impress on the, the major league level? Or are you trying to, to just impress at the college level? Like, wh- where's your head at, I guess, going into 2019? Um, basically, for me, coming into this year, um, I mean, as a kid, I've always wanted to play pro ball. Um, out of high school, I wanted to play pro ball. Um, so I think this year there's there's really no difference. I I want to do well and uh, get into pro ball as soon as I can. Talk a little bit about the 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 last few years because it has been a little bit of a I don't know if it's a roller coaster ride is the best way to explain it. But you've been drafted a couple of times. You've had those opportunities and and things just didn't pan out. So so how do you how do you kind of learn upon those uh, things that you've done over the last couple of years to to your advantage? Um, I think just knowing um, what pro guys look for, um, being able, I guess, since I've already gone through the process a couple of times, um, I know exactly what the guys are looking for, what they what they need, what, a, what each scout is out there um, looking for in their guys. And uh, so I kind of use that to an advantage, um, just try to play to my skill set and, yeah, basically just go out there and be me. There's a lot of people who I've talked to in the baseball circles who said that the difference between Clayton Keys from about three or four years ago to today is night and day. What's changed in your eyes in terms of your maturation process and, and kind of becoming the man that you have become? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was last year. Um, <clears throat> coming out of high school uh, into college, um, I think it was – it was humbling for me basically to be on the bench, I guess. And um, I've kind of used that as some fuel um, to kind of open up some eyes, tell people, you know, what's what's really the deal with me. Um, so I've kind of, yeah, I kind of used last year as a kind of like a push, a motivation for me to do better this year and open up some more eyes. Give us a little bit of a background on where you came from, being the Calgary kid you are, but you've got quite the, the sporting past in, in with your family and everything else. So give us a little bit of the 411 on who you are as a person. 
Um, basically, as a kid, I was I just wanted to be active. I wanted to play as many sports as I could, um, and so I did that. I mean, I played played a little bit of hockey, played some basketball, played football. Um, yeah, I basically just wanted just wanted to be as athletic and physically in shape as possible, and that's yeah. I mean, playing all the sports you can gives you that opportunity, and I just use that going forward. How big of an impact and a and an inspiration and motivation has your family been in all of this? Like I said, given that you do have uh, that family lineage to athletics. Oh man, they've been they've been great. They've uh, there's my parents are unbelievable supporters of me and my sister. My sister's uh, yeah, she's great. I mean, my whole family is just it's unbelievable how supportive they've been throughout everything, the ups, the downs. It's it's crazy, man. There's, I don't know. It's it's pretty special. Talk a little bit about your upbringing through Dogs Academy and and that process of of kind of becoming that the, the ball player that you are through that program. Oh man, there's no better coaches I think than those guys out there. They they're there every single day, six a.m. till whenever, basically helping kids get better knowing what each person needs individually. Uh, there's, yeah, that level of coaching out there is, it's uncomparable. It's, yeah, they're just great guys. They know exactly, they know basically everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your biggest motivator going into this year? Um, biggest motivator, I'd say, um, I don't know, that's a tough one. I'd say probably just since, I've always wanted to play professional baseball. That's always been my main goal, I think. Just knowing that that is still an opportunity out there, that's that's uh, enough to push me. How difficult is it to come from, you know, not necessarily the baseball hotbed, but certainly Canada's not exactly the most well-known for ball and to be playing uh, at the college level in a state that there are a lot of baseball uh, players coming from in Arizona. What did you have to do to kind of turn turn some heads and beyond that is to gain a little bit of respect for being the Canadian on the team? Um, I mean... There's not really, there's, I think that firstly, that comes from the exposure that you get with the Dogs Academy. I mean, they travel all over the country, they travel all over the states, going to different tournaments, getting guys looks from pro guys, college guys, you name it. Um, So I think that was a big first step in that. And then coming down here, um, I think just doing me, just playing the game that I know that I've always loved and played as played as a kid I think just knowing my game and playing to that game playing to my strengths I think that was just that just made it that easier that much easier you're still a young guy but you've still had quite the adventure in baseball and I'm curious what is maybe your number one memory or your number one moment that you've had so far that made you go man I can't believe I'm here right now that's tough had a lot of good memories playing baseball. Um, I think probably uh, one of the team, actually, no, the Team Canada trip where we, we played against the Blue Jays, um, the one that was televised and all that. 
it was pretty crazy. Like all the pregame stuff, having the cameras in your face, all the interviews. It basically felt like I was playing in a major league game. Um, so that was that was pretty special to me. What does it mean to you to uh, be on lists like Canadian Baseball Network's top draft eligible guys again? And how much do you, you do you keep that in the back of your mind, or do you kind of slough it off as being, "Hey, I just got to prove myself"? Or how do you handle that kind of exposure? Um, I don't really pay attention to the list, the rankings, all that kind of stuff. I don't even really look at stats, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like that just kind of you let's I don't know let's say you're ranked first on the list whatever I feel like that just puts that much more pressure on a kid you know um so when stuff like that comes out I don't I don't try to look at them I don't pay attention to it I just go out there and play my game and know that if I do I'll be all right do you have a team in mind that you would love to play pro ball with at some point down the line um I'm not too sure uh, I think, I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays would be pretty special playing in Canada. But um, honestly, any team that's willing to to make that call for me, I feel like I'll, I, I'd love to put on that uniform. Yeah, I, the only reason I ask is I, I wanted to tap a little deeper in and see what team you grew up watching, or what team you, uh, or what player you tried to emulate when you were younger. Um, I really. I didn't really watch one specific player. Um, I mean, I like uh, re- more recently, the last probably six, seven years, I've been watching Bryce Harper. Um, he's been my favorite player for a while. But um, I try to, I feel like I take bits and pieces from different players. Um, one uh, one main one being Chris Davis of the uh, Athletics. I think um, me and him have similar Similar body types, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like um, me emulating his game works for me. Final question for you, Clayton. When you look back, I'm going to make you take out your crystal ball for a second. And (laughs) if you can look ahead to the end of this year already, how will you define success for yourself by the end of this season? Um, For me, I think uh, having a successful season will be probably signing a pro contract at the end of the year pretty straightforward i like that uh that notion uh, clayton I, I do appreciate the time on the podcast thanks so much and all the best this season thank you so much i appreciate you having me if you head over to albertadugoutstories.com you'll find all of our one through nine academy profiles we are winding those down now as we get set for the start of the baseball season here in our province We have a couple of more to get to here on the podcast, and this week we head to Edmonton to check out what St. Francis Xavier Baseball Academy is all about. Brad Wolanski is the Academy Director, and we caught up with him to learn just a little bit more. Hey Brad, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, No worries, thanks for uh, having me on here. Let's talk about St. Francis Xavier Baseball Academy. Give me a little bit of the Coles notes on when it was created, what kind of was the driving force behind it, and and sort of the success rate, I guess, to this point. Uh, It was started in uh, 2005, uh, kind of a brainchild of of Sheen Bromley and Mark Randall, who uh, obviously are staples in the baseball community um, for the last 20 plus years and the goal was really i think to just create uh, a year-round baseball program uh and it's kind of interesting the fact that you can get it into a school and uh allows 
students to be to be student athletes at the same time um where you know you're not going after school to go do extra work you're incorporating into your school program was really a, a, a preparation for moving on to the next level of baseball as well um it's been the longest running academy so i you know that obviously leans it's been successful to a certain extent um you know the numbers aren't as big as they were back then, but you know, with more and more academies popping up, it's definitely uh, still one of the, the prevalent ones for sure. Talk a little bit about the scheduling the kids go through. What's a typical day in the life of a student uh, at St. Francis Xavier? So right now, uh, well, right now they're writing their exams, so we don't actually get to see them. But uh, right now we're in a phase of, uh, you know, Mondays, Typically, we're in the weight room during our block, uh, so we have three blocks uh, of students, and so it basically replaces your phys ed class. So um, instead of going to an actual phys ed class, you're going to baseball class um, during the day. And so Mondays, like I said, typically weight room day. A Tuesday is normally our hitting day. Um, Wednesday would be a lot of long toss, uh, defensive work. Thursday's a mix of hitting and defense, and then Fridays are a mix between uh, doing some classroom work or uh, in the weight room again. Um, sometimes we'll play phys ed because we have to incorporate that into our curriculum as well. So, you know, it's it's really interesting that you can, you know, keep it as an in-class, in-school uh, program where you have a practice a day, but it's part of your daily routine of going to school. Uh like a phys ed class. I found it interesting that you guys have a class dedicated to sports medicine. And I wonder not just the medicine part, but also about the, the classroom setting. And are you watching video of swings and of pitching and throwing just to kind of knock down how uh, all the mechanics of things go as well? Yeah. And I think it's an, it's important for the kids to, you know, a coach can sit there and say, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, but, you know, until they really see it, uh, it becomes a, it doesn't really click sometimes in their heads. Uh, I think they really need to visualize what they're actually, what you're talking about and what you say. Uh, so we do do, there's a lot of baseball talk. Uh, we'll go over not even just swing mechanics, but uh, obviously pitching mechanics as well. Uh, we'll go through basic team defense and how things are supposed to work and why they work that way. Um, so you can kind of visually see it. You know, obviously during our winters, we don't have a chance to go out in the field and, and demonstrate all this. So, you know, if we can draw it up on a board, show them where they kind of need to be, why they need to be there and what they need to do, uh, it's definitely an added benefit to, to, to learning how to play the game. I know you guys have uh, you guys do a lot of games, whether it's in the fall against Oyen and St. Albert, that kind of thing, and then you've got some other uh, visits that you head out to BC, that kind of thing. What's the goal when you're you're in the the game setting? Is it to be bringing them up to the next level? Are you trying to win a championship of some sort? What is what sort of the end goal when all is said and done? Once the the season schedule has come to a complete, the goal is just develop. Um... You know, the wins and losses, there is no championship for us. Uh, you know, we want to play a competition that brings out the best in our players, uh, that gives them an opportunity to, to not only see where they're at, but uh, see where they need to get to. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we go down to Lethbridge and we'll play the, the college team. And you can it gives the players an idea of, 
of what the level of play is at a college level to 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 know where they need to get to, where they need to improve, how they can get there. Uh, it puts them in front of their coaches to 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 see where they're at. Uh, and you know, like I said, we're not trying to win a championship. We're trying to get better. Um, so in game, you obviously need that that live feel to to play in the game to to see what where you're weak, where you can improve, and and see where you measure up for sure. Talk a little about the facilities that you guys have. Given that you are attached to a school, you have the added benefit of of some centers that maybe others are not uh, able to uh, benefit off of. Yeah, so right attached to our school is a big rec center. Uh, it's a three basketball court long uh, rec center with a track up above. So your standard, you know, city rec center. Uh, that's key to everything we do because it gives us a wide, a good space. Uh, we have a batting cage in there, um, you know, and we're able to do everything we need to do. We can fit a full infield in there to be able to do, you know, whatever we're throwing across a diamond, different things, base running, all that kind of different things that we can that we can incorporate in. And it's a large facility that most people don't really have the, the full access to. Uh, so we have that every day. Uh, it's been outstanding for us. You know, we can – it's. It's a standard gym, but, you know, we can use real baseballs in there. Um, And then we also utilize some other places when that doesn't become available. We have Home Run Sports, which is a two-batting cage uh, little facility. It's not huge, but it it provides us with a good place to take DP during the winter. Um, We've utilized Collingwood Field as our outdoor facility, and it's a short bus drive over from the school. So we bust the kids over to that. Uh, all in all, you know, having that big rec center uh, attached right to the school is is huge. And uh, it's really the key for what we do during the wintertime. One of the things that you guys are able to do as well is be a part of the community. And you're part of a community that you grew up in here. And I'm wondering what it means to you to be able to give back to a baseball community like you do, given that you grew up there. Uh, well, it's outstanding. I mean, that's kind of why you, you stay involved in the game. As as a coach, you, you, you want to keep giving back to the game that gave you so much. And, uh, you know, baseball's been basically my life since I was seven years old. So uh, it's provided me all the opportunities that I've gotten. And it's been my job for now going on 14, 15 years, not just as a coach, but uh with baseball Alberta and you know it's just given me so much so it's it's great to be able to give back and and help provide the local associations with better baseball players for them to to do during their their using their summer programs yeah you've had a quite the the experience with baseball and baseball here in Alberta and I'm curious from your standpoint how has the game developed over the last 15 or so years and the the amount of talent that is coming out of this province and and including in in your academy uh absolutely I mean it's it's gotten a lot easier to get notice which is great um but I think that's a, a reflection of the fact that there is better baseball coming out of, out of Canada um not just Alberta in general but in, in the whole in the whole country um so you know we're getting more and more recognition as as baseball players and not just hockey players so uh it's been great to see uh kind of had a, a, a good view of these guys that have been getting drafted and and seeing the numbers increase and and seeing how much higher they're going in drafts so it's it's been good to watch 
And one of the guys that came out of your program that was drafted and did really well was Tanner Kerwer. But uh, is he one of the the prime guys that you look at and say, there's where the potential lies in a program like ours or a program that uh, is based here in Alberta? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at all the guys that uh, that come out and are successful in, in in baseball after the fact. I mean, I don't think you need to get drafted to be considered successful. Um but of course, those guys you you always want to, you know, show off that you can you can play baseball in high school in in Canada in Edmonton, Alberta, and and move on to to much better things and and go into pro ball, and and play at the next level. Um, you know, uh, definitely you know even college guys that's considered successful. If you can get into college and, and play at a college level for your four years and, and earn a degree, that's that's success as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely the draft guys are the ones that, that garner the most uh, prestige out of, out of any kind of academy. Is that a challenge to sell in terms of telling kids, hey, you know what, the dream might be to get to, to the bigs, but you should be pretty proud of yourself if you end up going the college route, go the four years, get your your masters or whatever the case may be and and have a successful career that goes outside of baseball make sure that you have i don't want to say a backup plan but certainly some some plans in place should the road take you down a different route um i wouldn't say it's a hard sell i mean you just have to be honest with the kids um you know not everybody's a major league prospect uh but that being said you know if if you're willing to, to work hard and 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 try your best to improve and, and you know work hard at practice every day and improve what you're weak at, then you know, me as a coach, if I'm not getting you to the next level, then I'm not doing my job. So I don't know if it's a hard sell, but I think a lot of kids realize that, that college is the route that you really want to go. Uh, you know, getting drafted out of high school just means you're in a, a a deep grind mm-hmm. of the minor leagues for a long, long, long time uh, for most kids. So it's great, but you know, uh, for the kids that we have, I think college is 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 where you where you want to head to. You alluded to it earlier, but I've asked this question in every one of the profiles to this point: is what defines success for St. Francis Xavier? You know, I think we just want to incorporate the the life skills uh, that create a student athlete. Um, you know, if you're going to move on to the next level, or if you even if you're not going to play baseball at the college level, if you're going to go on in life, uh, we want kids to be able to uh, have those necessary skills that it takes to 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 be a student athlete. That means your work ethic, your time management. Uh, you can work in a team. You can self motivate yourself. You're accountable for what you're doing. Uh, all those types of things incorporate not just into baseball, but into your general life skills that uh, if you, when you move on, uh, you know, if you, if you don't make the major leagues and you finish college, you have some skills to get out into the business world or, you know, just general adult life to be able to, to succeed at everything you do. That's got to be something else that you guys take into account too, when it comes to the success factor is, that not only are you building strong baseball players, but you're also building strong community members and strong human beings down the line as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, we want to be able to make sure that the guys that uh, come out of our program uh, have a sense of of the right way to, to go about things and that nothing's going to be given to them. And if they work hard, then that's where your success lies, is 
is being able to to have the social skills and the ability to go out into your adult life and have success at whatever you're going to be doing. Final question for you when it comes to St. Francis Xavier, what's next? What do you guys have in mind? Do you have any expansion plans? What What would you like to see maybe in the next five years if you could put the crystal ball in front of you? Yeah, um, so this is my actual first full year at, at, at St. FX. Um, so we're we're reorganizing. We're, we're looking to the future to see how we can build. Uh, we definitely want to... Uh, incorporate more of our junior high program we want to get kids in at a younger age to to have them develop throughout uh and not just high school as you can imagine you know trying to get a uh, a player in in grade 11 it's not always easy to have them say hey you need to change high schools and, and come to st francis xavier uh you have friends you have family you have different things so if we can get them in at a younger age so the bantam age category that'd be huge for us uh we're definitely focusing on that part of things um we've kind of run started a small pilot of some softball stuff so for 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 female and male players uh we have a a softball coach that comes in uh, and works with them and i think that's kind of a little bit of an untapped thing uh anywhere in the province as far as a softball academy goes so it's small uh we're looking to see how it works and to see how we can incorporate it uh don't necessarily do things that, you know, baseball and softball don't necessarily play together at the same time. Uh, we separate them out in the sports center and, and they do their, their thing and we do our thing. So uh, that's, we're looking at that. We'll see how it works. Uh, but definitely getting, as far as baseball goes, getting those Bantam kids in and uh, into our junior high program and then seeing the development over the course of five years instead of just three years of high school. Sounds like an exciting plan ahead for CNFX. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for the insight into it and joining us on the podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having me. A big thanks again to Clayton Keyes and Brad Wolanski for joining us on the podcast this week. And of course, a big thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. Over the weekend, we hit double digits in the number of five-star ratings we got on iTunes, so keep those coming, along with those comments as well. They're very much appreciated, and they also help spread the word about the podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. We'll be back in a week's time with another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Until then, thanks again for listening.